So good to be together this morning, River West. Great to see you all this morning and uh, wonderful to have all of you tuning in online. I'm going to invite you as you're getting settled there to grab your Bible like we always do here at River West. And please, if you have that Bible, once you have that Bible, open it to the book of Romans chapter 12. And I want to let you know right out of the gate this morning, I view this morning to be a very important morning in the life of our church. Because today I have a word for our church about the beauty of a diversely gifted group of believers working together to pull off something impossible. How does that sound? That's okay. Yeah, you can clap. I want a responsive crowd this morning. Good. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. It's probably one of the most compelling aspects of life in the body of Christ. How the diversity of gifts, the diversity of talents. It's, it's one of the great privileges of a pastor to watch the church do amazing things, to pool together our talents and our resources, to pull off something impossible. And can I tell you something this morning, River West? We have an impossible task ahead of us. Impossible. And we have to get ready for what's coming. Because I believe with all of my heart that the Lord is on the verge of bringing into our church a wave of people who are lonely, people who are isolated, people who need meaning in a meaningless world, people who have been spiritually stirred up over the last year and realizing the world does not have answers to what I'm struggling with. I need somewhere to go. And I believe they will be coming into the doors of our church and many other churches. And we need to be ready for that, amen? We need to reimagine and we need to rebuild ministry teams. We cannot minister to the people that God is gonna bring without every member of River West Church using your gifts and using your talents. And that's what my message is gonna be about this morning. And so in a moment, I'll take you to Romans 12. But I do want to say that in the spirit of multi-gifted people working together, I'm not going to share this communication alone. So this is going to have a different feel. I'm going to share for about 15 minutes here. And then I'm going to bring up four servants in our church, gifted servants who serve in our ministries. And Marianne is going to come and just basically interview them. And they're going to basically preach this sermon for me by sharing about their personal experiences serving in our church. And then Pastor Eric is going to come at the end of that and kind of lead us in a response moment. And so will you though open now with me? Romans 12 is where we go. Listen in to the words of the Apostle Paul, verses 3 through 8. Here's how Paul described it. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body, we have many members and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, in proportion to our faith. If service, in our serving. The one who teaches, 
in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So according to the Apostle Paul, there's no such thing as an unneeded Christian. No such thing. There's no such thing as extra Christians. God's not created any extra Christians. Who are those Christians over there? Oh, those are the extra ones. We don't need them right now. We'll call on them when we need them. There's no such thing. The Apostle Paul would have no category for spectator Christianity that would never have crossed his mind. A couple years ago, uh, in an interview with a college football coach, a young interviewer was talking to this football coach about how college football has impacted health and fitness in the United States. And he was interviewing this coach and he said, so how has, you know, how has your sport, how has college football helped enhance fitness and health in our nation? And the college football coach said, it hasn't helped one bit. And the interviewer thought, well, that was surprising. What do you mean by that? And the college football coach said, here's what happens in college football. College football is about 22 players on the field who desperately need rest and 67,000 fans who desperately need exercise. It hasn't helped at all, all right? There's no such thing as spectator Christianity. Or how about this? In the church, the unemployment rate should be zero. Zero. And that's why this metaphor of the human body is so perfect. We look at it, verse four, I mean, it's so profound and we read over stuff so quickly. When Paul says in verse four that in one body we have many members and the members do not all have the same function, what he's saying is that a human body has no extraneous body parts. There's not a single member of your body that is not needed for proper functioning. Every member matters. By the way, when we hear that word member, we, we tend to think of membership in a group or a club or a community, but the Greeks used that word, melos, they used it to refer to the limbs of your body, your body parts, head, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes, eyes and ears, mouth and nose. And the point is every single one of those members matters. So we've titled this Sunday, Remember. Remember, that's what we're doing. Because every one of you is a member of River West. We, can I tell you something? And I'm not talking to your neighbor right now. We cannot do the work that Jesus has called us to without you. If you are here, you have a gift. If you are here, we need you. We need you. Every member matters, even the ones that seem insignificant. Your pinky toe. How insignificant is the pinky toe? When I was in biology class in college, my professor suggested that humans were evolving out of the use of our pinky toes, which is explained why they're so tiny, right? Have you ever wondered, that is the smallest, odd, if you just look at your pinky toe and take in how odd it is, it is an odd member, all right? But now scientists have discovered that pinky toe is critical. Take away your pinky toe, 
Go home today and take a hammer and pound your pinky toe and see how effectively you can walk. You need it for balance. There's over 20 joints and, and over 30 ligaments in your foot that form this complex web of balance and motion and your pinky toe plays a critical role. Role. And the only reason I'm saying that is I have a feeling in a room this size, some of you feel like a pinky toe. <laughs> You're like, okay, this is for everyone else, but I have nothing to contribute here. That is a lie from the pit of hell. If you're here, we need you. God's placed you here for a reason. You have a ministry ability that we need. And because we love the scripture and because the scripture is authoritative and because when I read the Bible, I take Paul at his word, I hear Paul saying every member matters. The body metaphor captures the beauty of diverse giftings in the church. That's the point. There's something beautiful about working alongside someone to accomplish something and realizing this person has so many gifts that I don't have. I mean, it takes my breath away. This past week, a brother in our church, Jess Gilchrist, came over and he helped me in my kitchen pull up old floors in my kitchen and helped me begin to lay down new floors in our kitchen. And we got to this one moment where we pulled up the floors and the floor was not balanced and there was sort of a, a, there was sort of a, a, a hole in the floor that we had to figure out how to make it level. And I was standing there thinking, if I were here on my own, I would not have the first clue. I'm gonna go write a sermon right now, all right? I don't know how to do this. And Jess looked up at me and he was like, I got it, bro, no problem. Just, do you have some door shims? And I was like, I do, just tell me what those are and I'll bring them out. <laughs> You know, he could go to the store, get some door shims, and he's like, and he put it together. And I thought, so gifted, so talented. You go through the scriptures and you find all these places where Paul lists gifts. 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians 4, Romans 12. There's a couple in 1 Peter chapter 4. I put a little thing up so you can see all the places where gifts are listed. And the only reason I want you to look at this is that I want you to know that the purpose of multiple lists, where every list is different, there's a little bit of overlap, but the reality is every list has a bunch of different random gifts. And the point is, there's not just one list of 37 spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts are exhaustive. It could be any talent that God has given you that the church needs right now in this moment. Some of you are gifted administrators. Some of you are, have the heart of serving. Some of you have the gift of generosity. Some of you have the gift of leadership. Some of you have the gift of teaching. Some of you have the gift of mercy. And Jesus has placed you here and said, it's time to use your gifts and to be taken away by the beauty when you look around and you see other Christians near you using their gift, a unique. The church does not need just a room full of teachers. We need teachers and servants. And the church does not just need a room full of servants. We need eyes and ears and mouth and nose and toes and fingers. Everyone, everyone serving together. And the last thing I want to say is this. 
The body metaphor is so profound. The body metaphor reminds the believer that her gifts are not primarily for individual expression, but for corporate edification. Let me say that again. The body metaphor, all these different body parts working together, the, the, the purpose of that is to remind the individual believer that your gifts are not primarily about your individual expression, but corporate edification to make the church more beautiful, to build up the church. Every time the Apostle Paul or Peter uses the body metaphor, they always talk about the spiritual gifts. And every time they talk about the spiritual gifts, they talk about the fundamental purpose. So let me just read a couple of scriptures here just so you can see this. I'm getting this from the word. Here's 1 Corinthians 12, 7. To each is given a manifestation of the spirit for what? For the common good. The common good. I have a gift. Why did God give me this gift? So that I can express myself individually? Absolutely not. I have a gift so that I can work for the common good of you and all those around you. And you have a gift as well. How about 1 Corinthians 14, 12? So with yourselves, since you're eager for manifestations of the spirit, strive to excel in building up the church. That's the purpose of the gifts, build up the church. Or how about 1 Peter 4.10? As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. What are the purpose of the gifts? The common good, building up the church, serving one another. Some people think they are so gifted that they get offended if they don't feel they're being appropriately tapped for use in the church. And some people think they're so ungifted, they cannot possibly imagine why anyone would think they're needed in the church. And Paul demolishes both of those extremes and says, every one of you has gifts and we need them. And we need them for a purpose, to make this place beautiful and to minister to those who are coming. And I promise you, they're coming and we need to be ready. God has given gifts to every believer and he evaluates those gifts according to the degree to which they edify the local church. And so you say, well, pastor, what would edify the church right now? What's the biggest need? What ministry needs the most help? I'm so glad you asked all of them. The answer is we need to rebuild all of them, all of our ministries. But let me talk about three in particular that Eric's gonna point your attention to later. Riverwest Kids. We need to rebuild our River West Kids ministry. We need your help. And we need, we need women and men, husbands and wives, singles. We need the body of Christ working together to love and serve and teach and nurture our kiddos so that they can learn the gospel and so that their parents can come to church and know their kids are being cared for well. We need your help. Hospitality. Hospitality is the word we're going to use to describe the Sunday morning team around here who makes people feel loved and welcome when they walk down that sidewalk. It's a biblical word, hospitality. And the idea is we, we love our community so much. We're thinking about you from the, from the first cup of coffee that you get handed to the greeting that you receive to the connections you make. 
Do you have the gift of hospitality? Do you have the gift of warmth and greeting and serving and loving and mercy? We need you. We need you. And community groups, community group leaders. We need more community groups. We're going to need more community groups this fall as people come. Do you have the gift of leadership? Do you love to teach? Do you love the scriptures? Do you love bringing people together in your home and facilitating a conversation around the truth of the gospel? We need your gift. We need your gift. Now, I could stand up here and talk about this for a long time, but maybe the best thing I could do is let members of our church body talk about their experiences. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna have Pastor Marianne come up and I'd like to invite up Zachariah Casina, Ginny Rodriguez, Julie Kaufman, and Brian Bailey. They're gonna come and be our panelists up here and they're gonna just share a little bit about their experiences. And will you do this? Just please give them a really warm welcome as they come. Good morning. If I haven't met you yet, my name is Marianne and I'm the women's pastor here and it's my great joy to sit with um, friends, new and old, and get to talk a little bit more about what Adam has shared this morning. Um, First of all, I would love for each of you just to take a a brief moment. Uh, We'll start with you, Brian. Introduce yourself. Um, tell us, you know, if you're, what stage of life you're in. Are you married, single, such and such? Do you have kids? What you do for your vocation and how long you've been at River West. And if you remember this, what ministries you're serving in. Okay. I'll prompt you if you forget. All right. Thanks, Marianne. Good morning, everyone. My name's Brian Bailey. I am, oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, I, I am very, very happily married uh, to my wife, Lindsay. So quick story, Lindsay and I met on a Sunday morning at River West 20 years ago. There's some of, yeah. <laughs> pray, praise, praise the Lord for that. I'd, I'd be in a much different place if it weren't for her. Um, uh, we have two kids, uh, 13 and 11. And uh, my vocation, I think you'd asked about him in sales. And uh, Lindsay and I both serve in different ways. I get to serve on the worship team and then also as part of the uh, student life ministry. And then Lindsay will be joining that team with student life this summer as our daughter moves up into junior high. And then she also, Marianne, gets to serve with you as a part of the woven ministry. Yeah, ministry to young moms. Yeah. yeah. Um, why don't you pass your mic to Jenny? And Jenny, why don't you uh-huh. can, can you remember those questions? <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> I think so. I got a couple of crypt notes here. Okay, good. Hopefully that'll help. My name is Jenny Rodriguez. I, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I um, uh, was married almost 44 years to my precious husband Larry, and uh, he's gone to be with the Lord now 11 years ago. Uh, we have a son and a daughter and a granddaughter, all grown. Um, I was trained as an elementary teacher uh, back in the olden days and um, been at River West about 15 years now and I'm involved in the kids, women's prayer, greeting, El Salvador mission and Oaks. <laughs> You're, you've got your fingers everywhere. I am. Uh, yeah, my, my little toe Your is pinky toe, yes. <laughs> okay, let's go over here. Uh, Julie, welcome. Can you share... Those, those yeah. answers to those questions. <laughs> My name is Julie Kaufman. I'm married to Christopher Kaufman, and I have two boys, two very energetic boys, 
And I've been at River West for, I think it's about, probably close to 14 years now. And um, my job is I'm a preschool teacher at Sunshine Preschool. Great, thanks, Julie. And Zach? Yeah. Uh, my name is Zach, and uh, my wife's name is uh, Stuti, and we have two children, Elijah and Eliana. And yeah, we have been coming to River West for one and a half years. And uh, yeah, I volunteer uh, in the tech team back there. Yes, yeah. and you have a vocation too. What's your vocation? Oh yeah, I'm working uh, for Amazon. Okay. Yeah. 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 Great, yeah. great to have you. So great uh, range of experience, as you can see, and ministry involvement. And, and Brian, let's, let's go back to you, and I want to ask you a few questions. Um, you and Lindsay, as you mentioned, served in several different ministries. How did the two of you decide to make service at River West a priority for your family? Yeah, so I'm thinking back, and I remember a couple of different things. I remember at the time, uh, the pastor of community life, his name was Jonathan, and Lindsay and I had just gotten married, and Jonathan took us out to breakfast, and he said, Brian and Lindsay, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I said, okay, great. <laughs> uh, and he just made it very clear, like, you know, you are going to get married, and you think you're going to, you know, have all this time to yourself, and that's great, but I'm coming for you. I said, Okay. And so he, he told us that he, um, he needed service uh, at the time in, in uh, community life and community life leadership. So that, that was a call we, we just had to respond to. And, and the other thing I can think of is that, you know, Lindsay and I each have been given different gifts and we just had to step out to, it was a matter of, you know, Lindsay taking her experience in early childhood education and, and stepping out and serving and, and me, needing to go up to the worship leader at the time and say, hey, I'm not the greatest musician, but I can play, and if you need help, let me know. That's great, and how have you experienced a blessing being involved in those ministries? I would say a couple of different things. One, there has been a tremendous sense of community. Uh, I, I think of this idea of knowing and being known and, and that's come through community, and community has come as a result of just being involved. Um, I remember, you know, Julie mentioned you and Chris coming 14 years ago. That first Sunday, you and Chris and Hayden came to our house. It was a Super Bowl Sunday, and you came over for a party. And, you know, Chris and I, I think we bonded over, you know, playing music and listening to Radiohead. Um, but our bond is so much deeper now because it's been 14 years and we've been serving together and, and we know each other. And so, so that's been a blessing. Um, and I think, too, just the blessing of seeing the Lord do things, you know, Adam said it best. It, it's an impossible task. But when we work with others, we, we see him accomplish things that are, that are greater than ourselves. What have you um, experienced in your own faith? Has your faith been strengthened as you've stepped out to serve? And what does that look like? Absolutely. I think about Sunday nights, so getting to serve as part of the student ministry team. Um, I told Pastor Derek at the time when I started two years ago, I said, I'm pretty sure I'm more nervous than these kids are. <laughs> um, and it was true. Like, here I am. I'm not cool. They know I'm not cool, <laughs> right? Uh, I've got an outdated wardrobe. I've got a pocket full of corny dad jokes. And that's about it. And, you know, my son's just like, Dad, just don't embarrass me, please. Just, you know, like, all right, I'll try. You know, and, and, and despite all that, despite my own lack of confidence in that environment, the Lord has used it. And, you know, I think of it as, as kind of five loaves and two fishes, right? There's not enough there to meet the need. 
And the Lord's like, it's okay. I can work with that. Great. Thank you so much, Brian. I'm going to turn over here to Julie. Julie, you are a teacher by trade, and you use your gifts on Sunday very faithfully in the children's ministry. What excites you about teaching children about Jesus? I think I have to start at the very beginning of my story. Um, My sister went to VBS when she um, was old enough, and I was not, and she was so excited about Jesus that she came home to share the good news with me. And that was, you know, when I was four years old. And so the reason I value serving in children's ministry is because I know that it can, the impact that we have can last. And so sharing the story and the good news of Jesus is beautiful. And um, kids have this ability to see awe and wonder in things, and they haven't been jaded yet. And I think that the awe and wonder and the impossibilities that they see is such a unique opportunity for us to to share that with them and for them to receive the message of God's, God, God's good news. So on that note, can you recall a story, a story from your experience yeah. where, you, where you experienced a child coming to faith in Jesus with that kind of awe and wonder? Absolutely. Um, there is one story where we were sharing about Nicodemus from John 3. And um, Nicodemus, the story is that he is so confused because Jesus is asking him to be born again. And... Um, this little student was like looking at us puzzled. He's like born again. He's like super confused. But as we began to explain the story of how God wants to give you a new heart, all of a sudden his eyes lit up and he was like this opportunity of like, I'm doing this. And he was ready in that moment. And he's like, I cannot wait to go home. I am doing this now. And he was like, immediately, it was like in that moment, Jesus opened his eyes and the light turned on and he was like, I am, Jesus is mine and I am his. That's so cool. What, um, yes, praise God, that's awesome. What kind of camaraderie do you experience as you're serving with the other adults in the children's program? I'm back to what Brian said. I think that um, I've found relationships in unexpected places. And I think when you choose to step out and serve, like you become known and all of a sudden you are known and like you know others. And there's an immediate connection because you're just filled with so much joy because you might not want to always step out and do it immediately because it seems like the impossible or it seems like, oh, I'd rather just do this or that or I'm busy. But God always rewards. And I've never come away like regretting serving. I've always been filled to the brim. Yeah. Thank you so much, Julie. Um, Zach, let's talk to you next. Um, You serve on our tech team. Um, What prompted you actually to step up and and serve on the tech team and how did you go about getting involved? Yeah, um, I think since I got saved, uh, I'm always uh, being in the tech team, maybe because uh, I'm from computers background and also probably I chose the running projector. It's very easy to do. You just have to press next button. Yeah. Um, but on, one another thing that motivated me to get involved in River West was uh, the Connect Sunday. Um, our first or second Sunday here at River West was a Connect Sunday. Yeah. So it gave us like full details of all the ministries uh, that River West is involved in and also the testimonies on that day like and um, the message and they encouraged me and motivated me to like get involved here. Yeah, then I, um, I think I reached out to Brenton and asked if I yeah. can help in any way. And then, yeah, and I started um, uh, doing the uh, shadowing for a couple of weeks and then I joined the team. That's, yeah. so, 
That's so cool that you got excited about it through a Connect Sunday and testimonies, and here you are getting other people excited about serving. It's so great. Um, How has serving in this capacity deepened your sense of belonging at River West? Yeah, so uh, when we moved to Lake Oswego, I think we moved uh, one and a half year ago here. Um, uh, we didn't have any friends. We didn't know many people. Um, so, you know, definitely connecting, uh, getting involved in the church helped me to, like, know uh, new people and make new friends. And uh, another thing is that uh, for the past one year, uh, our family has been hit so hard um, with COVID and all. Like, we lost five people in our family and relatives. And, um, yeah, so... Uh, we definitely needed a, pe- a place and, a, and people to get connected. So, yeah, I, I would say like River West community has been a great blessing to us. Wow. Yeah. I'm so sorry to yeah, hear no, that. I'm so sorry. Fine. But I'm glad that you've found yeah, some, some relationships Yeah, it's really a blessing here. Yeah, here. Yeah. How have you grown in your relationship with Christ through being part of this community? Um, uh, yeah, getting involved in the church definitely increased my uh, increased my faith um, and increased my relationship with Christ. Uh, I want to mention uh, two things. Like you know, um, uh, it reminds me whenever I'm involved in ministry, it reminds me of the uh, purpose of my life. Like you know, bringing glory to God, and not only through my involvement, but also when I see uh, different people getting involved and when I see the, their passion for God, uh, that really encourages me and, and grow in faith. And the second thing is that uh, it help, helps me prepare um, in my walk with God. Like, you know, uh, if I'm involved in some kind of um, uh, ministry, uh, I keep checking my faith more seriously, mm-hmm. whether I'm walking with God or, you know, walking in sin. Yeah. And then it helps me to change my life and uh, uh, come closer to God. Wow. Yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Let's go back to Jenny. Yes, that was wonderful. Jenny, um, your passion for Christ and your desire to really immerse yourself in his kingdom work has been an inspiration to me. It's been an inspiration to so many who know you. What motivates you to share so much of your time and talent um, in the body of Christ at River West? And, And how have you been blessed by that yourself from the Lord? Oh, wow. Okay. I, uh, I grew up volunteering, and there's something about uh, doing it as a team. I didn't feel that I could do these things alone, <laughs> and, uh, and somebody else could cover for me if I was uh, having a problem. So it, it's part of being a team that feels so um, reassuring and a sense of belonging, like I'm not trying to do things alone. It, it's together, it's together. And the deeper friendships, there's a friendship that goes deeper when we have the Lord in common. And, and that has been so rich in my life that I want to be involved. I want my little toe in <laughs> a lot of different things because God's doing stuff. And to see the rich, the rich um, gifts that people have and are using them uh, is such an exciting inspiration. Yeah. What has been the um, greatest place of personal growth that you've experienced um, with the Lord over the years? Ooh, that's really hard to say because I have grown so much in every situation. Like, let's say, in Bible study or in the Sunday services, to, to understand more of... Um, who the God, who our God is, and get gems. I've seen, I've heard many um, sermons, but every week there's something rich to take home and enjoy, and um, 
and then we have such an amazing pastoral team. I think, wow, how come we're so rich here? Thank you, Lord. <laughs> and and we have to negotiate this uh, broken world, um, and when we do it with uh, understanding um, the how to think biblically, that really helps me. Um, to have a be based, be better based, and then the thrill of worshiping with all of you and singing our hearts out to the Lord, that that means so much. There's um, uh, the growth with the little children, the 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 being able to teach them um, about Jesus, and I I didn't have the um, confidence to do it with adults, but with the kids, I, I think well I can I can be better uh, there maybe. And then uh, just delighting in, in hopefully helping start the faith of the next generation. And there's the treasure of walking these later years with the Oaks Women's Group. Um, we're not sidelined. We're active. We're um, enjoying each other and our differing gifts as well. Um, and the uh, missions, <laughs> the uh, El Salvadorian mission that I got involved with, with was so um, pivotal in my husband's life and now my life to uh, see the Lord working in a whole different culture in a whole different way and, and to make uh, special connections not only with the team that went down there but with the people there. And I have a uh, grandson of the heart and a special young university woman I start woman I started up this week with uh, work, working on English conversational stuff and and so it's it is awesome but I have to say the most personal growth for me has been um, in prayer Wednesday noon prayer but when I started it was um, it was just a small group and it was it's scary to go in and think, oh, is this going to be boring? Am I going <laughs> to pray myself into a quarter and say something I don't want to say? You know, and, but then to go and to see and my, have my eyes opened about these folks that had such a real and alive relationship with Jesus, I go, oh, this is something really special. I want more of that. I got to learn this and to hear them praying for the things that are on my heart and then to learn to pray for what's on their heart and to learn to pray for River West and the United States and the world itself. I can do something. I don't have to just sit and worry. I can pray to the God of the universe about these things. I, um, it was, it has been a huge growth in me through all these things and more. Wow. Do you, do you see how her face just lights up when she talks about all these ministries? <laughs> okay. Last question. This last question. Oh, oh. Okay. What wisdom um, would you share with someone who is, has been attending regularly but not engaged in service? And um, you might even add a little bit of how that might change a person's relationship with River West. We are... Brothers and sisters, we are the bride of Christ. And he asks us two things. He says, to love your Lord, your God, with all your heart, mo <laughs> yeah, heart, soul, mind, and strength. And to love each other. And uh, 
it's impossible to do this uh, without the work of the Holy Spirit in us. So whenever um, we see it active, it is possible to find a growing joy, a satisfaction, a richness, a closeness of relationships that I really hadn't quite dreamed of in my life. And to be able to um, be in, involved uh, is a little piece of heaven. And I look forward to the day when, when uh, I step into heaven and there will be other people that I know, <laughs> not, just, not just me, but because of the Lord's promises, but other people that I know that we can celebrate together. And then to be able to celebrate others' arrival, it's going to be awesome. And so, you know, it sounds really strange, I think, but it's uh, real in my life. Yeah. But how is, how is uh, how has serving changed your relationship? Is, is that, that's what you've said. Yeah, yeah. that's kind yeah. of, yeah. it's a deeper, yeah. stronger, more um, uh, solid and eternal. Yeah. Thank you. Because yeah. uh, we have our precious families here, yeah. but not all of them will join us yeah. in the eternal family. And this is our eternal spiritual family. Yeah. And when we're involved here too, we have um, forever. That's right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jenny. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you all so much. And Eric, do you want to come up and share with us how to get more involved? We can go take our seats. Can you thank them for sharing with us? <laughs> My name's Eric. I'm one of the pastors here. It's so good to be with you today. Um, love you guys that are, that are gathering online as well. My goal is to be clear and concise about next steps, which if you know me is not my spiritual gift. So come on, somebody. We're going to talk real quick about how you can engage in what's happening here. So I want to ask you to turn your eyes to the screen. This is, these, this is the way to, um, to explore more opportunities to, to get connected here at River West. And so we, we almost never say this, but if you want, pull out your phone right now, whether you're in this room or if you're at home, if you have a device at home that you can pull up. There's a few different ways that you can learn about serving text. That word, remember, to one eight seven seven text River West Church. You could do that, or you could go to riverwest.org/remember. And however you get to that page, there's going to be a certain um, amount of opportunities that you can look at. I'm going to talk to you about them real quickly right now, and, and then um, I'm going to prayerfully encourage you to do something about that. So we have um, our ministry to men and women. We have River West Kids Community Group Leadership. Uh, our worship band and, and production team, hospitality and student ministry, um, opportunities to serve our city and to serve our world. We believe that nobody should sit on the sidelines here at River West and we need help in, in, to step into our, our mission, which is building a community of Christ for the world. It, it takes every single person in our community to do that. And so we want to encourage you to get involved in that. If, as you get to that page, however you get there, you're, there's going to be an opportunity to check a box there that is not a commitment. It's an expression of interest in a ministry. And we want to encourage you to, to, to learn more about 
what happens in some of these ministries and how you can engage in them. And so, again, want to encourage you that you're not signing up for life by, by checking those boxes, but you're going to hear more from ministry leaders about how to serve in those spaces. Okay, so here's what I want to say about the rest of our time together. Is if you've been with us for a while, you know that, that each Sunday we end our time with singing and communion, and it's going to be a little bit different today. Uh, come back next week and we'll finish um, our time, uh, our preaching time by singing and receiving communion together. But our response today in worship is going to be responding to what God is doing and giving you the opportunity to hear more about some of these uh, ministries that you can connect in. And so here's three specific ministries that you can learn more about. Uh, if you want to learn more about our hospitality ministry, which is growing and rebuilding, we're really excited about that. If you want to learn about our worship ministry, and that includes not just playing an instrument, but production and the various things that we need to do to make this service possible for those who are in this room and for those who are at home, we, we would love to encourage you just to hear a little bit more about that. If you want to hear about serving on Sundays, we want to ask you to stay in this room for about 10 minutes and you can hear more about that. Uh, we'll ask you to sit kind of near the front. My friends Stacy and Colin are going to share just a little bit about Sundays and what we need there. If you want to learn more about River West Kids, and you do want to learn more about River West Kids, you can head down the hallway to uh, get to connect with Mike and Kathleen, two of our finest, and they are going to share more about what God's doing in, in River West Kids and, and what it might look like for you to join them in that. Myself and Derek Dahlmeyer are going to be down the hall in the community room, and we would love to share with you just briefly about what community group leadership looks like and what it looks like to... Um, to bring a group of people into your home or into your Zoom and, and share with them um, life together as we follow Jesus. And so we would love to have you join us to hear more about that. Again, these are just opportunities to express interest and to learn about what God is doing. And so there are many, many, many great things happening. And those are the ways to respond. Uh, you can respond online. Somebody will reach out to you if you want to hear more information. But for each of us that are here, we'd love you to go to one of those spaces. Either stay in here up front, learn about what's going on Sundays, River West Kids down the hall, as well as community group leadership. And uh, I'm going to pray and then we'll, we'll head out. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your kindness in our life. Thank you that we are not alone. We're a part of a family, Lord. And we take even just a moment to give thanks for that. We're grateful, Lord, for you calling us into this family. And, and, the, and for each one of us, we believe that you have given us gifts and passions, Lord, and that the church is, is, a, is a place to express those for the good of the body. We want to be um, faithful in that. And so we, we thank you for bringing us here together. We thank you for all that you're doing, and we love you. Amen. Amen.